Go Rug Games, part one, event one, unknown distance ruck march. Events start 0700 hours, Saturday, April 23rd, 2022. Event index, QTC until complete. Brief to athletes. Athletes, you are being tested on your stamina, speed, and and ability to conduct an unknown distance ruck march over a sandy and uneven terrain with with a weighted rucksack that has your specified weight for your registered division, 45 pounds for males, 30 for females. It is highly recommended to move at the fastest pace possible. Also, flag leads the way. Athletes, between 200 and 400 meters, you will see two American flags. Whoever the lead athlete from each division is will be required to carry the U.S. flag with them and at all times while they are in the lead. No athlete will be allowed to move to the lead position of their division without the U.S. flag accompanying them. At no time will the flag fall behind or be last in the event. The only authorized way to carry the flag is parallel with your body and the colors in full stream. Athletes must surrender the U.S. flag if another athlete in your division desires to take the lead. No drafting allowed. Welcome to Glorious Professionals. I'm Jason McCarthy. This is all brought to you by GoRuck Media. We're sitting in the champagne room with Cadre Mocha Mike, Cadre DS, Dan Skidmore, and the one and only Emily McCarthy. To give a little recap and a little bit of the why and a little bit of the, the party that was the GoRuck Games, the first ever. We have wanted to do this for so long, so long. And we finally did it at the first ever Sandlot Jacks. And here we are. We want to kind of go into a little bit, not, not, not burn down the mystique because that's part of the, the, that's part of what honors our roots. But we want to go into a little bit so people kind of know why we do what we do. That's an important part of this. And let's, let's dig in. Let's start out with this uh, unknown, unknown distance, unknown time Ruck March, which by the way, that flagpole we were talking about, that, that was a custom build from our, our friends up at Rogue Fitness out of Columbus, Ohio, right? It weighed what? 20 pounds? 18 pounds, exactly. 18 pounds, exactly. So it wasn't just a normal flag. They had no idea that it weighed that. They uh, Walk us through what, before, because Mocha, this is one of the great, the great things. What happened before they stepped off? Well, one of the great things that we do in Go Ruck and in the special operations is we do baptisms. And we did a baptism by water, bringing all the athletes in to the water to share that baptism, just like we are all born of a woman in a womb filled, surrounded by water. I brought all the uh, athletes in, not only to baptize them by water, but to also to, to give them the true meaning of what the flag is what the colors are, giving them the definitions and why it's so important. And I stress to them, it, hey, you guys are like the, the stars in the field of blue. Each of you are an individual right now, but you have a common goal. And it's what brings the GORUCK community together. It's taking yourself past perceived limitations and stepping into the unknown, which is what Special Forces is all about. Did they do any singing? Oh, did they sing? We like to do, and it's 
kind of a, a thing I like to do at uh, a lot of our events. It's, it's always great to watch somebody sing the national anthem, but you get more pride out of singing it yourself. And it was what I thought was befitting to a Go Ruck, our first ever Go Ruck Games at the Go Ruck Fit Festival to sing the national anthem by athletes competing in the event. Not somebody singing it for them, but for them to sing it. Amen. And so the other part of this is, you know, add, add some adversity to this. I mean, unknown distance, unknown time. We, we did this. This is what they did. And so our roots, I mean, special operations, yes, specifically special forces assessment and selection. When I was there, it was take all instructions from the whiteboard. And the whiteboard sits out there and the cadre would come up and say, this is the time, place, uniform. And you'd show up and sometimes you'd show up and the whiteboard had already changed and you had to go back and get something else. And you're doing what, you don't know if you're going to ruck, run, stay overnight. You have no idea what's going on. And that is intentional. The, the mystique about what shoes am I supposed to wear and how many protein bars should I have on me and all that stuff. I mean, th that's on you. That is on you. And this is, this is the great mental test here. And in this case, in addition to the awesomeness of, of singing the national anthem, you also know ha now have wet feet, wet shoes, right? You're standing in hip deep water and sand is getting in between your toes. We're feeling the waves hit everybody. Everybody's swaying side to side and feeling the vibe. And this is before the sun rises, by the way. So it's it's getting all these guys in the right mood to really put out. And they have no idea what's coming, but they're ready to take on whatever challenges thrown in their way. They're itching at the end. <sighs> is this motivating or what? Yeah, man, it Giving was a, you chills it was a, right it was now. A, it was a special moment captured and uh, got everybody in the right mindset for the weekend. Hey, there was something else that was also uniquely done. Instead of starting them under an arch, Cadre Diaz had them start in the prone. Get in that sand, get down in that ground, start from the ground, because we start from, just like anything, we start at the bottom and we rise to the top. Very symbolic. Pure grit, you know? The biggest thing here is grit. And I think if you look at Go Ruck, man, are we the most polished company of all time? Well, so certain parts are raw, think, but a uh, man, it, like it's, no. pretty, it's, <laughs> well, it's, it's raw. Right. And, and that sand being right here next to the beach, like that's one way that we can feel it. And guys that went to combat dive school or have felt the sand in between their feet from uh, the fields in Fort Bragg, North Carolina, like that's what we have. And it, and it takes that first layer of skin off just nicely. <laughs> and a lot of the athletes felt that right. Chafing to start things off. Anyone who's done a Go Ruck Challenge event over the years knows that this is, we've been doing this for over a decade, um, that you just don't know what's going to come and it's going to be uncomfortable and you're, all the preparations that you made can kind of go out the window. So it's important you look at, you know, there, there, are, there are other competitions out there in the space and we're aware of them, but what we're most aware of are our roots and I'll be damned if we're going to dishonor those roots. And I know everyone in this room feels the exact same way. We are going to do this on our terms. We're also going to treat the athletes with utter respect, just like, just like happens to you when you tow the line at SFAS or at any of these other, you know, cool kids selections or whatever. I mean, there is a built in respect for you for showing up. And that is part of, of honoring our roots as well. And 
that's really, really important to stress because we're not here to play subjective, subjective games. The intentions are that this is also a mental challenge and the uncertainty of what is going to be tested and how, and not being able to go off to the side for three hours and practice it or do all of those kinds of things. Like, no, you've got to be ready. And, and the reason why that honors our roots is because first off, nobody cares what you can do fresh. You, you have to, you know, you, you have to ruck over the mountain and get to the other side to get to the target before, and then you have to fight, right? You might have blisters all over your feet. You might have all sorts of chafing all over the place. Maybe it was, maybe you rolled your ankle on the way over. Maybe all, so many maybes, right? And everything can go wrong, but you are still expected to fight. And, and that is, that is something that we will bring to this event. That's a perfect way to put it. And the cadre and the participants are constantly going inside and outside of that uh, instructor role or participant role. And so, but at the end of the day, it all boils down to respect and being a professional. Oh, right here on the Glorious Professional podcast, right? Um, and we have to be able to maintain that and sometimes go into one mode and the other mode, and you don't really know what to expect either way. But that's one thing that we are going to afford because at the end of the day, we're all on the same team. And when, push comes to shove and the event is over. We need to look back and be proud of everything that we did. And we said in our interactions, because that's where the magic happened this weekend for all of us is our communication with friends and family and what we carry forward from this event. The community and broadening that community to give the community uh, what, what we have experienced as operators. Jason, you bring up a good point. It's, you know, we, these, the mystique is not, um, arbitrary mind games. Um, if you want arbitrary mind games, there's a lot of other events out there like that. Maybe that's for you. Uh, what's different about this is that it's rooted in a tried and tested way to prepare warriors for battle. And that, you know, the, these are not things that, that Jason invented, that Mocha invented, that DS invented, or any of the cadre. They are coming and, and transferring to the, the general population, to civilians, bridging a gap between the lessons that they have learned along the way. Um, and I say that as an observer of this, having witnessed, um, you know, Jason go through, um, you know, the SF, uh, the, the SF selection process and also having gone through my own sort of more mentally trying selection process with, with the agency. It's like these are, these have been, we, they've been doing this for decades. And why do we do that? To prepare you for the unknown mission, right? And the next evolution that that comes with a lot of fear and you have to be able to overcome that little bit of fear in order to step up to the plate time and time again, because you never know, like, man, if you're on the mission, what the next door that you open up is going to lead to. And so you have to constantly be setting yourself up mentally to prepare for that. How do we transfer that over to a workout? Well, set type timelines, distances, weights, and throw some surprises in there. Like, Hey, you're gonna have to carry this flag for, uh, this heavy flag. It's not easy, but they figured out a way how and use some teamwork and, uh, we made it as fair as possible. So, okay. So we'll get into a little bit more of mindset and reasoning on, you know, how we treat the athletes with respect, you know, as, as we get towards, you know, the progression, but I want to frame this a little bit in terms of what this is right? Because you've got basically three kinds of pillars here. You've got obstacle course, 
right? Which for us was in, in our case was nasty Nick. So you're testing balance, agility, speed, all of the explosiveness and an ability to just, you know, to, to get it done. You've got strength and conditioning, which, you know, the obstacle course was a savage race, obstacle, obstacle course. You've got rogue, which is strength and conditioning equipment. So push, pull, drag, you know, press all, all of that kind of stuff. I mean, that's what it was simple. They, they didn't have fancy gyms that they tested us in. They, there was no air conditioning. It was push, pull, drag that you, you can, you can test a lot with that simple, right? Simple is really, there's, there's beauty in that, in the simplicity. And that's just what we know. That's how we were forged. And then the third is of course, go rock, which is what I view, what we view as foundational. You have to be able to move with weight and everything, anything else that you do, you're building your skill set of strength and conditioning and agility and balance on top of that. Because as mentioned, you have to, you have to ruck up the mountain and down the mountain, and then you have to fight. But importantly, you have to be able to carry that load. It's a, it's a primal movement that we are literally born to carry. And so you've got these three kind of disciplines, obstacle courses, strength and conditioning and rucking and how we kind of determine the, how do we determine you go back into our planning, planning process for the last long time. I won't say 10 years. The idea is probably 10 years, but in the last, you know, year, or so, you know, you guys definitely took, took lead on this, you know, DSR head of training. So there was a lot of, a lot in there, like, what were we getting after in terms of this is how we're going to structure this competition and the weights and, and the movements and, and all of that, what, what was going on in your head? Well, we really wanted to challenge the fittest, strongest, fastest athletes that we can find, as well as the most determined as well, because all selection athletes, guys that have done Gorok selection, man, if you want to come put out your names in the hat, um, but finding that blend and that balance between OCR strength, conditioning, you know, guys been uh, rogue has, is the, the leader undoubtedly in that space. And, uh, and so finding that blend to put our test, our spin and give it that feeling with a little bit extra grit involved. That was our goal, right? And then also to make this attainable to everybody, the entire list of evolutions could be replicated on a fun weekend by you and your buddies in your parking, in your driveway. And so you can come back because GORUCK is a partition participation sport. You can do all this stuff. You can compare yourself and then you have something to work towards, right? Not just your, yourself. Yes. But also like, man, That's see what these yeah, community guys are doing. And, uh, and I think there's something powerful about that, right? Yeah. Like what is your 12 miler time after you go jump in the water and sing the national anthem to whoever is around in, in your neck of the woods, right? Now go, go do it. Do it. <laughs> sandy filled socked feet. Do it fresh on your best day and and then compare it because you'll still be blown away at what one, what a certain aspect of people can do, but also what you, you can do. And that's what I think we really need to get towards is not showing you what we can do, right? But showing you what you can do with determination and training and a, a community to support you. Okay. So transition though. So we, we did this first event, unknown distance, unknown time, ruck march or ruck run right? We did that out at the beach. You know, they showed up an hour prior at Go Ruck HQ and you guys moved them out to the beach. They did it. They did all the awesomeness. And then we transitioned to the field Saturday night at St. Lot Jacks. And there was a lot of sandbags and strength and conditioning equipment, and they had to move a lot of it. And this was sort of still part of the, the kind of the qualification 
for the the top eight. And and the top eight is the competitive bracket that that we got to on Sunday. Single elimination, which there was some surprises that went down. Like eight took out one on the female side, and so. What was going on in your head, DS, as you're programming the weights and, you know, just on, on that side of it? Well, combine style, right? Everybody knows the NFL. Mocha sitting here with a, uh, a, his son going to play football collegiately. And, uh, man, we need to be able to do these hard tasks, right? Move, lift yourself up over things. Use the best gear on planet Earth. Go Ruck. Go Ruck gear. Go Ruck equipment, right? And uh, and showcase what these athletes can do and balance. Uh, we, we keep hitting that. So we got a good snapshot from day one of long distance endurance, speed, the standing power throw that the, that the Army does worldwide. They've adopted that. It holds a huge amount of value. And so all these athletes are completing that to give us a snapshot of who they are and what they complete. And then going on to day two, then they have to perform on the obstacle course. Because like you said, nobody cares what you can do fresh, sweetheart. We want to get some work in and then see how it goes. And we got that. So a lot of push, pull, drag carry on Saturday afternoon led to, you know, everyone. And now they knew their standings before the obstacle course race, right? Before that. And so they knew, they knew that the top eight advance and that's what's up. And so then everybody does the, everybody does the, the obstacle course. And I mean, that's a, we were tested on that nasty Nick and others, right? Nasty Nick, Darby queen. Yeah. We were tested on that. It's, it's a confidence course. It also, I mean, it, it will build confidence when you prove to yourself that, yeah, you might leave a, a piece of your soul and, and some of the, the skin on your hands on, on there. Right. But that's just a, that's your offering to the gods for the confidence that you gain from, from going through that. So, and that, that moved, talk about what happened on the, on the male side there with the eight ver eight, nine, there were some mix-ups, uh, points wise and it shook out how it shook out. And there was a, a what, eight scored events. There was a little change unpredictable, but man, like everybody went through it and that's, that was the final test. So could have gone any other way, but there were some changes and, uh, and nobody could predict that, but the best men were left at the top eight. You'd love to take 12 guys, 15 guys. You never want to see anybody have to stop, but these are the rules and this is the cut. So it was cool to see mental per perseverance fight through some of those obstacles. I mean, it was, it was not an easy course. I mean, you not. know, and so you did see, I mean, I will say, cause I was bouncing around a lot and you guys, you guys did an excellent job. I'm really proud of you for, for the work that you did. And what I loved was the feedback from the athletes that they were treated with respect. Cause that was so important to all of us. And they felt that it's one thing to try to do something. It's another thing to get validated back that, that we did that. Um, so the thing that, that, we were big on was, you know, we've talked for a long time about competition breeds excellence. And it's one thing to, to go through these kind of combine style, you know, you're, you're, you're exercising, right. And you're, you're trying to get the best score. And then that score leads to something else. But because we promised more grit, I mean, we just always wanted to see mano y mano, Right. And, and so that's what, that is the format. That is a great format and we love it. And, you know, Dan plants has been talking about competition breeds excellence forever. And that's just how it is. You, you're on the guys with your, the guys you're on the team with, you're always trying to one up each other. And this just brings that to light. So you have the top eight qualify and then you're just in a seed 
right? One versus eight. Here's the first, here's the first deal go, you know? And we saw an upset on the, on the female side. Um, on the male side, we saw Hunter kind of move through pretty, pretty in a, in a dominant fashion. Way. Yeah. And, but what you do see is you're, you're lined up, you're doing the same thing against the person who's there. And, you know, you saw also on the female side, there, there was one, the, one of the iterations where one of the, one of the females couldn't get that final rope climb you know, cause her grip, sh- grip strength was shot. And so you've got this kind of, she was way ahead, but just couldn't get it and was just failing. I mean, you hate to see it, but it's also something that happens, you know? And so then talk about, um, cause there was, you know, two like that push, pull, drag style, carry stuff. And then let's talk about the, the finals. Let's talk about grappling and let's talk about how go ruck is not the grappling company. We are the rucking company, but you got to get to the fight, right? And at the end of the day, that's, it. we did a lot of walking. We did a lot of pushing and pulling, but we wanted to see King of the Hill. And uh, we ha- at some point embrace our violence, right? And we also have a tactical side where we teach people, hey, how to fight, how to protect yourself. This is vitally important. And a lot of the, these guys, some of them came in with significant grappling experience. We have that amongst our ranks, right? You're a killer. Cadre are, are fighters, right? And the Good women warriors. that are alongside of us, they are as well, right? That's right. what we breed. And to showcase that was something special, right? I, I had that deep in my heart because uh, my transition out of the military, man, I found jujitsu. Now I train constantly and it's done something really positive for me. And I, and I want to share this with other people. And I, I really thank you for allowing me to do that with the, the community. And hopefully somebody else got inspired to go and work on a weakness for themselves because, uh, man, you can learn so much about yourself when somebody else has their hands on you, right? I'm not trying to, nobody's trying to hurt each other, but I'm trying to win. Right. And that's the cool thing about that aspect. We're not beating each other's face in. There's no real damage involved, man. Like I'm going to overcome you and it's going to unlock something special inside of you. And, uh, we needed that here. We raced, we did that, but primordially we as humans, we're going to fight. We're fighters. There's, there's not going to be a time of peace. And if there is, that's great. Uh, but you know, have you heard about this rat experiment where they made this uh, utopia for these rats? Tell us. They made it really nice, right? Gave them all the food, all the sex they could handle. They set them up in great little houses, and these rats started eating each, each other. other. They could not have a utopia. And at some level, we're like that, right? I mean, at some point, we create our own stress, our own troubles. If you have the best life, if you're super chill, you know what's going to happen? Your body's going to get fat and soft and weak, and you're going to break down as opposed to going out, seeking out these hard things that sharpens your blade. And that's, I think, something that we do here every weekend in parks around the world with our cadre and with our participants. We set up these opportunities for people to come and push themselves. And, uh, and man, like this is just the next evolution that we're all embracing and we're not all about grappling. Like I said, but boy, you gotta, sometimes you gotta get to the fight. It's just like in tactical shooting. You've got to eventually put yourself under some stress. You have to test yourself. And in today's society, when we're getting away and trying to Instagram it out of ourselves, we're bringing that back to us. And Dan, I've, I've heard this from go rock, you know, Go rock people uh, for years now. It's that this 
the the challenge they did, um, the tactical event, the you know whatever they did woke them up. It, it woke them up to some realities, sometimes painful ones, that that they they were not where they needed to be. I I personally had this moment a few years ago at the uh, Bragg Heavy when um, there was a terrible workout that involved some body dragging. And I was supposed to drag, you know, this person that was, um, you know, uh, a lot heavier than me. But in my mind, all I could think of was that I'm unable to do this. And it went directly to that moment of like, my house is on fire and I have three kids I have to get out. What am I going to do? And I, I was feeling, I was feeling sorry for myself because I'd had a baby, you know, like six months ago and I was like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, ease back into it. And I was like, it was a switch. And I said, I don't, I don't have time to waste. I got to start now to, to wait, to prepare for that moment. I believe it's the, th- the little things that are said, whether it's breathe, focus, little cadre cues. And we all get it, right? People come back after they might've quit and then they come back and they succeed. That's where the real beauty is. And then- Man, for you, like you've identified that weakness, that fail point in in your mind, and you have to train with emotion. You put some value there, and and when you shoot, hey, you're not just burning, putting holes in paper. Like the next time you do this, might be for real. Mm-hmm. And then for the comp- competitive side, you know, for the men, speaking from the men, you got Hunter. He's a longtime grappler, right? He's throwing around some bodies, and then newbie, and he had never really gotten physical before. He's a runner, but you know what? He stepped into that ring time after time. And he left, his face was bruised. He was a little bloody, but boy, he's going to go back and I guarantee he's going to train. He got a, a great experience. And then now he's identified because he's already as strong, as strong as humanly can be. He's fast, but he's identified an area where he can improve upon himself. And if we can give those little tokens for life improvement, I'm happy with that. And that's, that's fulfilling what we need to be doing on the cadre side to challenge, train and test people all the time. And, uh, man, making better Americans. It's like, well, go ruck is one of our mantras and that states it perfectly. I Humans, mean, again, back humans. to our roots, back to our roots. We were tested in this manner and look, we're not, we're not building operators. We're honoring our roots and it's, it's on the table. I mean, we're, what we're not promising in terms of next year, cause there, there will be a next year when Hunter won, He's like, man, I was about to retire, but if you're going to bring this back again next year, I'll, I'll come back again and defend my, my title. I'm like, it's, it's coming back. This was awesome. I got goosebumps thinking yeah. about, and I, I want to put this out there publicly because DS brought this to me with Mocha and I was, my initial reaction was no, <laughs> right? This is a terrible idea. Yeah, because it's just not something, I mean, this is a fitness and, and my mind went, and you know, I brought it back to our roots, but you know, this is a fitness test or something, but it's, it's, this is the Gora games, honor our roots. Wrong, and this is, gritty. this is part of it. Plus I thought it was just primordial and I, and I love that about it. And so then you've got this Thunderdome there at the end and everybody's gathered around and that is a fantastic way to finish the first ever go rut games. For those of you coming back or, or want to train up for this, we're like, we're not promising one way or another, but things are going to change. Like the, 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 the playbook is, is different. What we can promise is grit is required and physicality is required. And at some point you will probably put your hands on another competitor and we will control that as, as best as we, you know, 
not not to knock CrossFit because I think CrossFit does wonderful things uh, and, and and trains the whole body and and brings people together. But when I think about um, sort of like you know the 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 challenges that like oh do handstand pushups, <laughs> you know I'm kind of like when is that gonna when is that gonna serve me? But like you tell me like get in this ring and fight, you know best out of five with, you know, the, this other person, I'm going to, that's, that feels like more applicable to my life. <laughs> CrossFit made a change in about 2008, 2009 timeframe where we went from uh, competitive, well, getting guys ready for, to go be an operator, right. For special operations, military, police, firefighters, hot moms, right. Your average people getting people ready to do those kind of things to a switch to competitive exercising. And that is, a, uh, it comes with beauty and also uh, some limitations. And it's really tough to make that switch and do both really well. And they did the competitive exercising really well. Yeah. And we need to They honor. still do. They, they still do. do. No, no doubt yeah. about and it. And they honor their roots but well. This is different. It's a this small shift. And it can be brought back because we need to honor the warrior culture. CrossFit's roots it. were in the military. A absolutely, right? It's great for everybody. Yeah. Uh, but for this test, it... We wanted to bring it back, right? In a smart, uh -huh. safe, controlled, violent way. <laughs> and and man, like, wake up. It's out there, right? There's tons of professionals. They do it worldwide. This is this is not just like an American thing. This fighting is yes. a human thing and, and you can get real good at it and prepare yourself accordingly. And and I think that putting that on the table is is awesome for us and where we're going and where we'll we'll be next year. There's a lot more things that we didn't test, and uh, it's going to be exciting. You know, I learned so much at the Fit Talks at Sandlot Jacks, and um, but there there was sort of a common theme throughout a lot of them that I I I've picked up on, and it was this thing that uh, Mike Mike Vallely actually um, put into words. You know, this gritty street skater. You know, he's like crushed his skull like 17 times, um, and. He, he said it's a suburbanization of our life. You know, we've, mm. you know, this sort of like everything's got to be neatly timed and neatly packaged and, you know, out of, and you're talking about the violence because life is violent and our, we are built to, to be in this world that will sometimes take us in a way that we're not expecting. And, and, and to, to live in this suburbanized sort of environment for too long, like you were saying earlier, it leaves you unprepared. It does. And I think the second or third book that we read for the Go Rook Tribe was Fight Club, right? right. I mean, hey, spoiler alert, we're dropping little breadcrumbs along sure, the way. And then Mike V, like if you didn't know, he's his it was the first viral video ever of him getting in a fight with four dudes because they disrespected his honor. And it was one of the first videos that came out and he crushed these guys and he defended his honor and then de dealt with the fight after the fight, which is a real thing. So if you're going to engage in legal combat, understand both sides, it's always an issue. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not saying like go out and beat people up or have that side, the, the but opposite, man, but be ready, yeah, but be ready. And you know, the, the whole garden and the warrior warrior in the garden kind of thing, like train for it because the bad guy chooses when, where, and the intensity to fight always at go Ruck, the cadre chooses, but in real life, when you step outside that door, like you never know. And so why not be prepared as opposed to standing there, you know, with your, open hands and you're like, well, it just happened to me or even worse. It, the other breadcrumb we dropped, which I, I found 
to be quite fun was we had Tim Kennedy leading a fight class and a grappling class <laughs> while all the athletes were right next door doing the obstacle course. So they were watching one of the, the best fighters on the planet, yeah. right? Give classes on this right there. And that was on the books. Right. That was on the books for the whole public to see that that was happening. And, and so, okay, let's, let's transition. Um, and then to some of the, this idea of kind of how we judge and disputes or how we're, what are our lessons learned and, and what are a couple kind of, you know, we had a couple, a couple issues come up. We dealt with them on the spot. We, we, we talked to the athletes. Walk, walk us through those. All right. Well, our number one thing is being extremely fair, right? Professional and fairness. And, uh, and we were kidding around about the very fair for a uh, team assessment and that, that doesn't mean it's not going to be easy or a, a fun conversation to be had, but you know, throughout the being a sports fan, there's always bad calls or, you know, somebody made it the wrong play and it didn't go the way that you wanted to go. If it'd be, it'd be awesome if everybody could be a winner, but that's just not the case, right? There's going to be a winner. There's going to be a loser. And, uh, and we couldn't get through 80 some athletes and a bunch of evolutions without somebody saying, Hey, I got this many reps and where so talk about the pull-ups first all right so we had a blow guy by blow we had a guy come up and uh the judge gauged 21 pull-ups a strict standard and uh and then he brought it to our attention afterwards that somebody had videoed his reps he got uh he did 25 but at least a few of them were not to our standard right and he's got two judges watching him he brought it back to us we had a conversation we looked at it reviewed the video and then adjusted his score, right, accordingly. Now, this isn't something we can always do, and we don't have, like, 10 different angles like the NFL does, um, but we're going to do the right thing by the athletes and, and by everybody because at the end of the day, man, we're working off of trust and, uh, and understanding and, and integrity, and we want to do the right things. Nobody's out to get any of these guys. Uh, there's no grudges to be had. And in the, in the fog of war, in the heat of battle, like, some numbers get mixed up, right? But if we can go back and, and do the right thing, I think that we'll always do that and take the high ground because that's where that's where wars are won and we can make up the most amount of ground there. So this idea of look, if if you're an athlete and you come here and you have a dispute, you you raise your hand immediately. Yeah, let us know. Right? Bring, bring it I mean, to, we're we're here. We're not we're not trying to just hide behind hats and sunglasses. I mean, it just happens to be awesome and free in Florida. We promised you all the awesome sunshine and then you got it right. And so bring that immediately. This is a pretty standard practice in, in sports, right? And so now let's talk about the, um, let's talk about the final grappling match on the, on the female side and uh, Katie and Chris, and what, what went down on that specifically? All right, so it pays to be a winner, right? And it got down to the final round, uh, two wins versus two wins. And, and these ladies are absolutely crushers. Uh, I believe it was the final round. And, you know, the tussle brought them out to the, and the scramble and the roll. They're right on the edge of the mats. And, uh, and one of the women is on top in a dominant position fighting it out right driving her out like she was instructed and the video caught her hand giving her a, a balance point this right? was katie katie right. yeah right katie reaches out of the ring but man they're they're in it right they are literally in a cat fight you ever seen two cats fight you're not getting in between that right dogs fight that's how most people get bit by dogs right. so what am i gonna do 
jump in there and say, no, 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 like stop fighting. That's the ruining the event, right? So they fight it out. And Katie is the whole time in the dominant position. She gets up, she pushes Chris out. We call it end, end state. 10, 15 minutes later go by and we start hearing this, uh, hey, we've got another angle, right? We need to question. And so I uh, engage with it and bring Chris over. Chris starts talking to me and I say, hey, in a perfect, before I watch this video, this replay, what would you have me do? Do we go back in time? Do we hop in the time machine and say, hey, hey let's get everybody back here. Let's create the same environment. Let's uh, give you another chance and call it a draw. Or do I say, nah, Katie, like, you know, the, the cash prize is hers. Sorry, we made a bad call. No. Like, what would you have me do? If I come to you with a problem, bring me a solution. That's how we work around here, right? So we had a long conversation and, uh, and Chad, who was helping us out the entire Chad time, Malone, Chad yeah. Malone, selection, black Fisher, belt, black belt, <coughs> jujitsu, collegiate wrestler at Howard university. Absolute badass runs an MMA happens to have multiple competitors and he's, he's a fighter, right? He trains people how to fight. And he also was coaching all these athletes in between their rounds. And before the event started, he was giving her pointers on how to win this event. So Chad and I are, are standing there because we're enjoying our brews afterwards and talking to Chris. And we said, okay, this is all it. We watch the video. We watch it once. We watch it twice. We watch it a third time. And Chad says, Hey, I got this. This is the way that it goes in all competitions. Like you are judged on who's in control here. Did I make you go out or did I go out on my own volition? Right. We set up a sandbag ring in the middle of a park. Like this is fight club action. If you want rules and regulations, go to the UFC, UFC. right? We're doing the best that we can and, and grading on aggression and, and putting out at the end of the day, we talked it out with Chris. She understood. And that was great, man. I think in having that conversation and not just saying, nah, like the choice was made. Sorry, come back next year. Like we want to give these guys the respect that they deserve and honor the environment of the competitor, right? Because this is what they do, right? This is what they love. And she, from my understanding, she just wanted to have closure on this, understand what the call was, the why, and get everybody on the same page. And at the end of the day, we shook hands. We're happy with it. And she was a class act. Yeah, absolutely. And, class and act. to go back to this though, I mean, who's in control? Cause I, as someone who's going to get into, I'm going to join my boys and in getting into yes. getting into it. You've inspired me. Yes. Right. But I mean, when you look at it, it's like, I mean, what if the technicality, cause if you can take technicalities, they're like uh, dealing in hypotheticals, right? You can say, well, what if someone's hair touched first? What if, what if, but what if you're in control? I don't know, man. Right. But it was clear who was in control on this. It's fair. The, the spirit of the event and man, it came down to the wire and that's what we wanted to see. Yeah. If anybody could have said it, I'll back down, right? Oh, I'm friends with her. I don't believe in this kind of thing. We, we ran it, we ran it back and you know what? You're going to get around to. And, uh, and if you want to call somebody out, you can always do that, right? Hey, like after the event closed out, like one of the competitors called me out and you know what? We're going to bang it out. Be ready to take on those challenges. You, you grappled with him. I grappled yeah. with him. Yes. We, we engaged. Right. And I think everybody's ready to do that. That's kind of the culture that we're, 
I call you out all the time on workout stuff, right? Hunter, Hunter calls people out. Hey, T- say, Tim and um, Tim Kennedy and Jason Kalipa went after And it. that made, and I talked to Jason Kalipa afterwards. He's been dying to do that because these are role models. These are people that we look up to, that we inspire to be like. And so that made Jason Kalipa, a oh, former CrossFit Games champion, overall badass dude. He got to fight against Tim Kennedy. Like this is validation for what we do. And you know what? They had a great time. They learned from each other and there's respect. And that's what we're shooting for here. And, and every go ruck event that this like microcosm of leadership and team building and respect and intent and resolve, man, that's what we're going and, for. And making each other better. And so, and then Tim had a really nice vantage point on this about Jason. He did, a, it was a fantastic note that he wrote. It basically said, look, I mean, I've been a professional fighter. I think he was fourth in the world when he, when he stopped professional fighting for a minute to go join the green berets, right. To go on to more professional fighting. Yeah. And he's like, look, Jason Calipo wanted, he's like, I'm at, I'm at this crazy go ruck event. There's thousands of people around. Everybody's got cameras and Jason Calipo wants to put his ego off to the side and, and come on my turf and, you know, roll a little bit, learn a little something. I'm probably going to beat him. He basically is the implication. He was, he was, um, very gracious about it though. And it's like, that's how you learn. I mean, everybody kind of knows in that situation that Tim Kennedy is going to defeat Jason Kalipa. Jason Kalipa is a, is a muscle and he is a hell of a competitor, but you're looking at one of the best fighters on the planet. And, and, uh, and I chatted with both of them cause they were, you know, they were all hugs at, um, at an, an after party that night. And, you know, they were just, you know, so gracious about the whole thing. And like, this is what it is, man. You iron sharpens iron and they sharpened each other. And I just think it's just fantastic. That's the American spirit. And you can feel it. You could feel it on those mats. You could feel it at the whole festival. You could feel the excitement to be around other people. You could feel the excitement to challenge each other. You could feel the excitement to just have some fun together. And it was just this great vibe that I'm really proud of, of not only all of, all of you in, in this room, but our whole team and, and grateful to all the, all the people who came because the vibe came from the people who came. Absolutely. Just like in the Goruk event, it is, uh, the core is our people. So next year it's happening. We're working through some details. Expect surprises. It's going to be grittier. And I will say at first, my, because I, I, I did tell this to a couple of people, so I want to kind of put it out fully, that I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed with the strength of the obstacle course racing athletes. I was expecting them to not be as strong and to do really well on the obstacle course stuff. And they did, they were fantastic on the male and the female side. And I was very, very, they earned a lot of respect. And I was from me and I, I, I was just really impressed with, with the, the, the people who showed up. And I thought it was just a great way to honor their training and give, put a little bit of, put a little bit of test in the training from, from our roots. These people are really on the on the outliers of what human performance can do, right? Strength, speed, endurance. Bringing all those people together, this is amazing. And there's generations of people, and it keeps getting better. They keep getting better. One thing that we test inside of GORUCK is maybe a little longer event, right? What's your resolve for 12 hours, 24 hours? And so 
not that we're trying to do that here, uh, but you know, we saw a lot of go ruck athletes come out, and that was a a, a little difference. Uh, in, and those are team building as well, right? Where team, you're learning to like work with other people. Absolutely, there's always that, but we've got racers. And then we also had some hobbyist athletes just come out and they got truly humbled, but man, it's, it's really cool to see everybody pushing themselves and what the human form is capable of doing. And I think that it's going to continue to evolve. across a lot of different stuff, oh, yeah. you know, across cause that's the thing, right. And this is what, you know, people in some of these panels, just to tie this in and we'll, we'll put a bow tie on this, but they're like, expect me to be the, the ruck guy. Right. And that's, that's fine. Right. But I, I believe that the most important thing we can do is be more active because once you are more active, you'll be more active in all areas of your life. So it happens to be that I think we should walk more steps. You should add a rucksack on, but then what, right? I mean, you swim, you do yoga, you, you try new things. You, you, you put on a gi for the first time ever, which all, you know, the only gi I wore was, was camo in some fields around Fort Bragg and man, it sucked. Right. And it's, it's like, it's primordial. And if I'm being completely honest, it's like, that's a, that's an important part of who I am. And it's easy to kind of get away from some of that or, or to not have an outlet for it, you know? And like to find an outlet for it is great. Like M, our boys, they need this as an outlet. Cause they're just primal kids. I mean, they're just savage. And, and so look, this isn't some glorification of violence. This isn't some, you know, this is a, this is the way of life that we represent and we are proud of it. We are proud to honor that. That is the most important thing to us. So we are calculating in the information that we release and in the information that we do not release. And the, the, there's two primary sources of feedback that we will take on how we conduct these games. The first comes from those in the special operations community who are on the inside behind the curtain. And they will say, did we honor our roots? Yes or no. And when we can look at ourselves in the mirror, all of us and say, we honored our roots and, and not only just in what we choose, but in how we, how we conduct ourselves. And the second feedback that we will take is from the athletes themselves, because they're the ones going through the gauntlet. And you know, that can be, that can be something that we will get feedback and we will listen to that feedback. It doesn't mean that we're going to to all of a sudden change our stripes because the, the most important thing is we will honor our roots, but we are happy to have this conversation and say, we are calculating in, in this kind of the mystique that is part of our roots. And so what, what did I call it out there? Uh, you called it, uh, transparent mystique, transparent mystique. We're making up all sorts of stuff here, right? Sounds and like it, lingerie. <laughs> 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 yeah. So anyway, before we wrap up, you got something, Mocha, yeah, what's up? I just wanted to say like, it, this kind of goes back to the beginning of the speech I gave to the athletes and, and how we tied in the fighting, right? America wasn't built. We had to fight to get to America, to get us to where we were at. It didn't come easy. It was violent. It was horrifying at times. And it still is. We're fighting to stay together. So it, it ties in with who we are as a people and the organizations that we have, each of us have come from. And not just the grappling, but when you see Everything. these, you see the competition, you see all of it. I mean, the human spirit is alive and well. And when you go out there and you feel it, you can smell it in the air. It's just, 
it's primal and it takes us back to, I mean, the roots of special forces are the roots of human beings. You know, I mean, this is just part of it. And so, you know, in a, in a safe and controlled manner, like we're, that's, that's the way of life that, that we're about. So we're going to, we're going to do that. We're going to see unexpected stuff next year. Amen. More of it. Amen. And grittier. All right, to everyone out there, thank you so much for listening to the Glorious Professionals podcast. 